Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. everybody welcome to go home bible you're drunk the podcast where we pull out our bibles and try to figure out why we spent so much time reading this very bizarre and awkward book i'm tori i was raised like fundamentalist evangelical and um you know spent more time studying the bible than actual school and memorizing large chunks of it and now i think it's just really funny to take it literally and just see what happens because we didn't actually do that growing up. So it's a lot more fun this way when you take it literally and then stop trying to make it make a thing. (laughs) Stop trying to make it make a political point. Anyway, I also have a co-host. Yeah. My name is Justin. I was in uh, ministry for quite a while. I have a couple of different degrees in Bible and theology. I also got an A plus on my biology project in Christian high school. Where I which was creationism. Yeah, which was creationism. And I compared tree bark to the armor of God. So A plus for my scientific education. Uh, I'm so. need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for you for getting an A. Right? I got an A. Yeah. That's not so, nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in Christian high school, there's a lot of things. Like if you just don't know an answer to a test. Just write Jesus. Just make it about the Bible and you'll get an A. Jesus is always the answer. True. True. So yeah. And so we're we are gonna talk about Bible things. So so how how has your week been? Uh you, are, you did some shopping, Tori, this week online. And- you know what? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did a little bit of online shopping as I am want to do from time to time. <laughs> And uh yeah, so I told my partner that I wanted a knife to like carry in my purse. Cause you know, just because they're very convenient. Mostly this is for opening boxes. This is not really for self-defense. Like I'm not really built that way. It's a helpful tool to have around. It is a very helpful tool, and I have very weak hands. So anyway, so the text message that he sends me is a link to a place called Please don't sponsor us. <laughs> we do not want your sponsorship. I shouldn't have even said their name. Like this is, this Maybe. is like so bad. Maybe we can delete. Yeah. Bleep that out, please. So he sends me this link. It's, it is, it's all they do is they make 
gun holsters and maybe knife holsters. I'm not really sure. Their website is like a fucking doozy, man. And so, yeah, these people are like very clearly like they worship guns first and first and foremost. So the first thing that I saw when I was on their page, um, that's Justin, the first thing that he saw as well. But like, so the first thing that I saw when I was on their page is um, a, a Bible verse. Yeah. <laughs> Just jumps out at you. It's like, okay, wait, 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 what is, what is happening right now? So like, I'm, I'm like reading this. So I like click over to their actual products. What even was the Bible verse that they put on here? So like, yeah, I'm on the website now and we're not going to plug them. They know, but it's like bad people. It's, it's a gun holster company and their Bible verse on like their banner is as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. By shooting Antifa. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like. Like, and, and that this whole website, and again, this is a web, this is a company's website to sell gun products. They'll have a paragraph describing a product or like they're welcome. And then it's just like a string of Bible verses. Um, like, I don't know if this is like a weird SEO thing. They probably haven't thought about it that much, but it's like, it, it's just like, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you, you know, for like numbers. And then like right underneath it is like, stay safe, be dangerous. Like, so which one is, is it, Bob? What, what is it? <laughs> like, you got to make up your mind. Sweetie. It is breaking my brain as to like, who bought, who I, I want to know the demographic that this, I mean, I, 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 I actually we, know, we know, I know the demographic know that the demographic. would be all about this, but it's really sus. It, it truly, it truly is, and like so, a bunch of their products are named after Bible characters, mm-hmm. and said products also include a reason why and a scripture verse. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, apparently their ideology is like read the Bible and do lynchings or something. Like, yeah, it's, it's they're very paranoid people. Oh yeah, um, I think that I think that they think that like. Jesus didn't mean love your neighbor literally. He meant it figuratively. No, no, yeah, that's figurative. <laughs> that's you can't apply that at all. Um, that doesn't apply to 2020. No, no, no. no that was that's the old law. Who, Jesus who is me? The old law. <laughs> um, like I, I will admit though, the left-handed holsters that are the Ehud line. You know, because he was a left-handed. That's witty. Man. I, you that's know, witty. I, I will I'll give, give them that. that. Yeah, I'll give mm-hmm. them that. You know, but. Like, I, I love that this one is the F extra girth adapter uh, for added comfort and to reduce the flop. Like, I know what they mean by that. I just find it funny that flop reduction is part of the selling factor of the oh Ehud line. God. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it what kills me is like, you know, like they have these Archangel ones and whatever, but like, like they, they had this like Nehemiah one. And I'm like, Nehemiah was like a, like re- relatively non-violent Bible character. And then I thought like, oh, like Nehemiah built the wall. Like that's that. Build the wall. It's in the Bible. The Bible says build the, the Bible clearly says build, build the, the wall. wall. And then I hung <laughs> um, my head and cried. So the the other thing, so the thing that my partner pointed out also is like, babe, you have to look at the charities that they support. The first charity that they have listed is the NRA. <laughs> <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, I guess they are a charity case. Like they need, they need some amount of help, not money, but some, they need something. 
Um, the second one is Compassion International, which they're not great either, but we won't get into that this particular episode. And then there's one called Preborn, which is save babies and souls. Oh god. If you want to save souls, let people get abortions. Yeah. <laughs> what is your goal here, sir? Yeah. So this whole website is just is just some wildness. It really is. Yeah. I don't it, know. It's it's wildness. In the Patreon, I could I'll say the name in our Patreon and you can you all can go there, but I I don't it's just it's weird, but it's also like it really fits the evangelical conservative God and country kill the infidel brand that we've got going on uh, in this country. And oh man, this is just some rough. This is rough. I mean, it's not a great designed website to begin with, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is like early aughts. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's pretty rough. A little rough around the edges. Yeah, no, it's really, it's, it's, it's like these people very clearly think that like <laughs> the most important things that ha have happened in Christian history are like the fucking crusades and the founding of America as a Christian nation. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm still on this website. Let me back up. No, like, so, do so, it. So do did it. you see the warranty information on this thing? No, I mean, I probably didn't. I blocked it out. You know, this is like, you know, you got a warranty. I think they may have spelled warranty wrong, but like, like there's like threats in the warranty. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? like, you know, if it's a workmanships or materials, that's on me. I'll fix it. You know, for whatever reason, operational error, be straight with me, send it to me and I'll fix it or replace it. Like, and then like melt it with gun heat, be straight with me, send it to me. I'll fix it. I'm I'll fix it or replace it. Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh okay okay i mean you know what i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna think that i'm gonna go ahead and give him a point for for being honest yeah but it's just like liar be a jerk to me send it to me i'll fix it or replace it maybe be a jerk to my family you will not like what happens next <laughs> that i mean that does feel like it that does feel like a credible threat because he has the means and motivation <laughs> yeah and then the end is all glory to god <laughs> Like, oh, it, it amazes me that I folks calm the fuck down. Yeah, can like with a straight face, be like, "I'll kill you if you mess with my family." Because Jesus. Because Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I suppose to be fair, I think almost every reference on this website is from the Old Testament. I say the Old Testament like clearly because you know obviously that is the Jewish Torah, but. When Jews interpret the Torah, it's one thing. When evangelicals interpret the Old Testament, it, it's a very it's different, different thing. It's a very it different, a very different thing. So I like while I know that the Old Testament can be offensive to Jewish folks, I think Old Testament is a way of distinguishing. It's the same yes. words, but who's who is using the text? Yeah, who is using the text? I think text. it defines who is using the text and what and, their motives are. And for what reason? So in that sense this person is an expert in the old testament law of kill folk that want to hurt you a lot of judges a lot of a lot of pulling judges energy from here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah because even like the old testament law is in a couple of ways more progressive than ours yeah for sure not many but like like i would say most of it is regressive but there are a couple of things when it comes to like debt 
and, you know, owing other people money, other people's property, which includes women. So we're going to like set that piece aside for a second. That's like good stuff. They don't know anything about that. The Bible's like, the Bible says that you're supposed to cancel everyone's debt every 50 years and give them all back the things that they had. Whether or not they deserved it or made stupid decisions or not. It's a reset button. Yeah. Why did we decide that that wasn't a necessary thing? Like our societal reset button is a recession. That's uncontrollable or bankruptcy, bankruptcy, like, or just, you know, our economic collapse. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of directions we could go with this. Christians are creepy. Like, like they're just, they're, they're violent fantasies are just really, yeah, they need help. It it is violent fantasy. I, and, and I'll admit as a, you know, white man growing up in evangelical spaces, the, you protect your family you enact violence, extrajudicial violence. The, the idea of extrajudicial violence is like celebrated. Yes. You know, like, you know, if someone breaks into your house, which is relatively rare, generally speaking. Yes. Statistically rare. Statistically rare. Especially like people breaking into your house while you're there is even more statistically rare. Right. <laughs> while you're there and they have a weapon. Like and that- they have like even like typically when someone breaks into your house and you're there, they're drunk or high and think it's their house that's you know of the two stories i know of that happening to someone they were drunk or high and thought it was their house of course my sister like is like oh who is this and opens the door to a drunken stranger at 3 a.m but continue (laughs) your story sorry sorry (laughs) yeah um so like the statistical likelihood of someone breaking in your house to harm you with a gun with a, a weapon is it's very low um not zero it's more likely it's, it's gonna it's more likely gonna be the cops than a stranger. actually yes it will be and but but it's it's viewed as like a, this thing that like if you are armed and you kill that person like you've done you almost like you've done god a great service like that's you know, how it is is couched and it, it's and that that to me is like you know it's it is weird to me that you know, Jesus was a pacifist, period. There's there's not a way around that. You know, like, oh, but revelation, like, well, that's later. That's not now. And he didn't um, he didn't co-sign on any of that shit. Yeah. He was like, long gone. Yeah, he was gone. And even if you're like, well, he's gonna come back with a sword, well, he ain't back yet. So like mm, put that shit we'll away. We'll see. Right. Yeah. It's just like how you get from this pacifist rabbi to God and country kill your neighbor um if they step on your land is i i, I want to say fascinating but it's it's more morbid it's like the fascination you have of a car wreck not like actually fascinating uh, yeah yeah no and i mean like if if we're gonna be honest and like in, interrogate this idea i guess intellectually it took a long time to create this view of the world right this lens that they now say is, is it's not a lens. This is how the world is. And everybody else is like, I don't know, contorting what reality actually is. But yeah, like there was, it's, this didn't like arise out of nowhere. didn't arise overnight. I think that kind of going back to what we talked about uh, last week with, with like gender. And this is another way that like, you have to perform your gender. So you have to defend your family. Mm. Otherwise you're not a real man. And it's like, okay, but, but which is it, right? You told me that I couldn't not be a man 
period. That's it. So what do you, what do you mean now? I'm not a real man if I don't have a gun and like have wet dreams about shooting black lives matter activists. Make up your minds. Yeah. And you know, it really, it dawned on me the rather late, this kind of the flaw in the ethos of this, like we did have a car stolen a while back is like his winter. And I went out there and warmed it up and wasn't thinking I was out there too long. And what I believe was a 14 or 16 year old kid was drove off with it. And, you know, this has happened in our neighborhood quite a bit. There were just a bunch of, bunch of, honestly, they were kids that would just, you know, take cars for joy rides, which it's wrong. It's bad. It's legal. But, but, but they also have melted brains. So like... Yeah. But I was thinking like, let's just say for a moment, I was a good evangelical man and I had my gun close to me and I saw this happening. Probably my nervous system would have shot and tried to kill this person. Like, like that's, that's a child. And it's a car. And it's, yeah. And it's a car. Like <laughs> I, I have insurance. The car was back in my possession within like 48 hours. And my insurance took care of, you know, honestly, there wasn't even any problem with it. They just had smoked pot in there as kids do. And so like my insurance paid for detailing till like, I get the smell out. And that was the extent really of the damages. And again, like, right place, right, or wrong place, wrong time, wrong circumstance, and my quote-unquote training as a white man would have ended in some child's death. Like, that, that is, that to me is a flawed morality on all levels. So, yeah, this, like, gird your loins, arm yourselves to defend your home from, like, teenage boys that might steal your stuff, that just feels wrong i mean it's not like and i'm not saying like let people steal your shit for whatever reason i mean i am but justin doesn't have to co-sign that that's just my take just like lock your cars Um, (laughs) no i yeah no that's really really funny i have a story about that but go ahead so yeah and so it's it's just a strange ethos to even like be in like associated with jesus but it's even honestly it's a stranger even just for like human nervous systems to be so keyed to like someone's going to take your stuff and kill you and you know we we gotta figure out a way to start talking these folks down because the world is getting better in a lot of ways yes like yeah you know we're having to make up reasons to incarcerate people now it seems like most of our prisons are full of people smoking we're not dangerous we're not dangerous at all yep i I was i i was talking to this is before we found the the holster website but i was talking to my partners we were like walking down the street and we were talking about this exact same thing and i was like there's almost no chance that like i'm going to be the victim of like a a break-in with like an armed robber like an armed assailant it does happen right but it is exceedingly rare that anyone experiences that. I mean, if people want to steal your stuff, they're going to try to get you your stuff when you're not home. So, you know, there's that. It's just less hassle. It's just less hassle. If you don't have to kill somebody, you're trying to steal a TV. I don't, what do people even steal now? I don't fucking like a Wi-Fi router. Like what is there to take? Anyway, um, so I was talking about um, a conversation that I was having with some friends, like a couple of years, probably before the pandemic about 
you know, it's like, oh, like, what would you do? Like, like, like friends who are women or, you know, femme or non-binary, largely gender marginalized folks, let's say that. And it was like, okay, but like, yeah, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what do you plan to do in those situations? And I'm like, at this point, I have so much, like, I have, I, it's not that I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I have so much, I guess, like indifference towards my stuff. <laughs> There's like, if somebody breaks into my house and is like, holding me at gunpoint. It's like, buddy, what do you need? Like, do you need cash? Like, do you need a ride somewhere? Like we can figure this out. I'm like, please take whatever it is that you want. Cause it's, I, I don't care. Like, I'm not even going to call the fucking cops on you. Like, <laughs> so I do find that that piece to be kind of like, that's just kind of where I am. Right. Where I'm like, if somebody's breaking into your house, they're fucking desperate man. For yeah, something. There's been a long chain of terrible decisions. That led up um, to that, that moment. Led up to this moment, and clearly you need something. Yeah, you need I, some assistance. Yeah, it just be like I'm. I'm gonna chill in here. Like, or do you, do you, need, you want me to show you where the food is? Like, yeah, it's it's such an absurd situation. Cash is cash is in the junk drawer. Just you can have all of it, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, like because again, like my, you know, my life, their life, even is. I'm not going to necessarily put a price tag on that. And, you know, if like, even if you want to fulfill your violent fantasy, just be like, I'm going to be in this bedroom with my family. You come in here, I'll kill you. But if you can meander around the place. There we go. <laughs> feel free. Feel free. You know, uh-huh. I don't want yeah. this PlayStation anymore anyway. Please take it off my hands. Take it off my hands. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm very much, I, I like, I'm, I'm at the point where this is so ingrained that like in my dreams, if someone is attacking me, I'm like, not calling the police. <laughs> like, okay, just gonna, just gonna wait it out. Then I'm going to go get all my friends who have guns, <laughs> like, not to kill anybody. Right. Just because it's like, Hey, this is a thing that happened. I don't know why my brain is very fucking weird. Just in general, we are a violent, paranoid, I think culture, you know, and and like, if you want to throw the like epigenetics into it, you know, you know, we there's been research done on, you know, black people and epigenetics and how slavery has impacted, you know, black folks. Not as much research has been done on how slavery and paranoia has impacted white folks. And I'm not going to say I'm I'm not going to say that there's a one-to-one correlation here between how paranoid and violent white people are of, you know, poor people typically envisioned as black coming to steal their things is such a huge part of our culture. That's not for nothing. And we probably ought to do Do something something about about that. that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, that's part of the cultural narrative, right? I think it's cultural. And I, I do think it is deeper, like in, in our bodies is this paranoia that well i mean that's that's the thing is like culture creates that right like culture creates this like how many americans are terrified of sharks right and it's like 10 to 12 people die from shark bites every year globally so like (laughs) we're just afraid of the wrong things right you know and and it's just it's it's like yeah media and culture kind of reinforce it's like oh these very specific things are dangerous and it's like, this has no basis in reality whatsoever. Your body and your nervous system becomes keyed to fear that thing. Because they don't, you're, yeah, your nervous system is not rational. No, not at all. Like, <laughs> it's not doing like a rational assessment of like, what are, what's the likelihood that this is happening? Like you, that's how, that's a conscious choice, 
once you, once your nervous system has like a piece of information, right. Is, is like, okay, is this, is this accurate? Is this not accurate? Cause again, like, I mean, I think people forget about this. Like your nervous system can't tell the difference between shit you see on TV and shit you like experience, right? Like there's a little bit, there's a little bit of distance there, but not very much. It's a matter of, of, of degree, right? Not of type. That if, so if you're constantly watching TV, like I remember as a kid, like my grandma would have the TV on, we didn't even watch TV, but like, it was all like the bad guys were always black people or Indians. And the hero was always like the white guy or like the black people or the Indians were being terrorized by the white, the good whites. Yeah. Cause, cause colonization or whatever. Like I, re- I remember that stuff just being on. It was just, that was just the cultural narrative. So that's why you have to work to undo that shit actively forever. Yeah. Or you end up making a website and <laughs> branding your weapon holsters after biblical characters. Biblical Some characters. Of- oh, was there a Samson one on there? No, that'd be fucking hilarious. That'd be awesome. That'd be like for a freaking giant magnum or something. Yeah, I think they were all Glock holsters. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, one of those. Uh, yeah, one of those. So speaking of Glocks, we're going to take a quick break for some capitalism. Who knows? Maybe you'll get an advertisement from Glock. Um, <laughs> as they're a result, listening. Don't do listening. this. They're listening. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll take be back break. with our Bible story about demons and pigs. So hey. all right. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. All right. Thanks, folks, for listening to that break for capitalism. No, we appreciate it. If you don't want to do any more breaks for capitalism, I will remind you that we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash go home Bible for basically like a dollar a week, you can support us directly and you can get ad free. You can get uh, ad free feeds in the Patreon directly, or we can send you an RSS and you can subscribe that way. So no ads and you support us directly that way, which is cool. So for this week, uh, we're going to talk about Jesus and the, uh, not the feeding of the five thousands, but the murder of the 2000 pigs. So, so Jesus and the demons and pigs and whatnot. And so for our drinking game, if you're into drinking, if you are in a place where you can drink and, you know, you want to do so anytime that it looks like the writer of Matthew, Mark, or Luke is inserting things into the narrative after the fact, go ahead and take a drink. Um, Cause you know, this is a weird story. And I think uh, the context makes it, a uh, little sus that this maybe actually happened. So anytime you get that, hmm, this text is a little sus. Go mm-hmm. ahead. And, sounds fake. Yeah, sounds fake. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and take a little drink. So Tori, do you want to um, just kind of walk us through this lovely little vignette in Jesus' life? Um. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so this was such a weird story growing up, right? It's in, It's in three of the Gospels which is just 
bizarre to me because it's like, what is, but it's not the same. Like it's not the same in all three of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's slightly different. The details are a little different, which, okay. So again, like it's just right off the bat kind of sus. I'm not going to lie. Also like I'm trying to remember like what I was taught about this story other than like you have power over demons, I guess. So, but it's like oddly merciful towards the demons too. Like, but is, but is he, is he, I don't know. Yeah. It's the whole, it's like going to the pigs. Is that generous? Like, I don't mm -hmm. know if I'm God, I can be like, get the fuck out. (laughs) It doesn't seem like just like, just go away. Don't go in the pigs. Just leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't even know like where we should start with this one. I guess we can just start with Matthew and just kind of go in order. So, Matthew starts out there's two demon possessed men. Yeah. So, right off the bat in this, in this version. So, in this, yeah. So, it's different immediately. And so, Jesus like confronts the demon in these two men and basically like performs an exorcism, but it doesn't, doesn't ask the demon for its name or anything. Right. It's just kind of like Matthew. No, not in Matthew. He doesn't, which again, I'm like, this is these story. We were, this is exorcism 101. We were told that these stories were all the same. We were told that they supported one another and they do not. Yeah, they don't (laughs) No, Like just changing little details here and there, whatever. So and, and and if you did notice it, like they're like, oh, maybe this was a different incident with the exact same characters doing the exact same things. Or, you know, maybe or maybe Luke decided to say it was one person. You know, that doesn't mean he's lying because there were two. Pe- there was one person there, but there were also the other two guys people. just like the sidekick. <laughs> it's like Batman and Robin. Yeah. It's like we don't have we don't know nobody's gonna name the, the movie after you. So just get over yourself. Yeah, it's, um, it's called Batman. <laughs> deal with it. So in Matthew, the story is is really short. I do you want to get into the like the location controversy after we talk about after we cover the, the things? Because I feel yeah, like because it's the a whole couple, like it, we don't know where they say it happens in different places. Yeah, it's like it it starts with a G. So it's like you wonder if like is this a typo? Like you know, it, really, I, I don't know that too much you have to make out of it because there, I think there are two cities that were relatively close to each other. So it's kind of like, and obviously this didn't happen in a city. So it's like this region, this area is where it happened. Yeah, but there's like there's some real controversy around this, but we'll get to that. Okay, so Mark, the Gospel of Mark. Jesus goes down uh, across the sea, so assuming the Sea of Galilee, right? And so he's like, apparently shows up, lands near these caves, which doesn't, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but this seems like you'd want to land like in a, in a harbor or somewhere that there are not demon possessed people. Yeah. Like, are you fishing Sand. for demon possessed folk? <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. Okay. So Jesus comes upon this dude, right? It's one dude possessed by a demon is what it says. Who like comes out of the caves that are on the shore. This makes no sense to, to meet Jesus. Like it specifically says that like the man came out of the cave, like to meet Jesus. And so in this story, like local folks had like tried to like tie this man up essentially. So to like keep him from, um, I don't know. Doing harming he does. harming yeah. other people and himself, which, you know, I, I suppose that that's valid, right? Like, but uh, 
everything that they tried, we're told he was, he was too strong. And he like broke out of all of the ropes and whatever. So he would just wander around the Bible says anyway, among the tombs, which it's like tombs and caves seem like they could be the same to me, sort of just because of like the whole thing with Jesus and yeah, resurrection, whatever. It, he would be in these places, you know, that that clean, normal people don't go. Wouldn't go. Yeah. And it's like so the Bible says that he was basically just like screaming and cutting himself. Yeah, and with, sto- with like, stones. Yeah. Like was just basically completely like out of his mind. I, like to me, so the way that I view this is is like somebody. I mean, in retrospect, obviously we know this is this is mental illness, right? But the way that I view it is a lot more like when somebody's crashing, if somebody's taken like a drug and they're crashing really, really hard, which is a thing that happens. It's like they're very they're very unproductive, unpredictable because because they're suffering, right? Because they're like in pain like their body and their brain are like fighting against them so to me i'm like i like i kind of understand that piece of it i guess right because when i was when i was raised it was like oh this is just like a a bad man like obviously he was bad how else would he have been possessed by demons and so uh jesus walks up to the dude which you know good for you jesus and he asks the he calls the demon to like come out of the dude and the demon says what do you want with me jesus son of the most high god so obviously demon's been doing some like research on the dl and he goes the demon excuse me says i beg of you in the name of god never to torment me which yeah jesus does the tormenting what or god does the tormenting don't be mean to me, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, please don't be mean to me. Treat me kindly and fairly, and graciously. Why would I do that? So anyway, Jesus asked for the demon's name, right? Which is like, like you said, this is exorcism 101. You got to know the guy's name. Otherwise it doesn't count. Yeah. And we all know, like the demon says, my name is Legion for we are many, which is just fucking badass, man. Like that shit is, that's hard. That goes hard still yeah, 2000 years later. That, that does, that's the name that slaps. Yeah. Um, we need to come back to that later, but we will, like, we will just, for sure. We're just trying to like a, run through. That's a fucking metal name. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh my God. Epic. Okay. So the demons are like begging Jesus, apparently like not to send them away because apparently, I don't know, like, why would they do this? This is like their hometown. Like we live in the caves. You can't make us go somewhere. We're going to be like demon refugees. Yeah. Like what is the argument even here? Matthew, Matthew does get into like, you know, them specifically saying like, don't throw us into the abyss, whatever that means. Who knows? Which, you know, like the abyss, depending on which abyss they're referring to could have been water. So like, and whatever. My favorite abyss. So Jesus, because they like want to stay in the neighborhood, sends them into a bunch of pigs on the hillside. <laughs> they ask for this though. I should clarify. In, in at least in Mark, they, they ask to be sent into the pigs, which. Please send I'm us like, into these pigs. How many, how many demons was it per pig? Like 2.3? Like how many pigs were there? I just have so many questions that like didn't get answered when I was a child. No, so it says the herd, which was about 2,000 in number, rushed down this really steep bank into the sea and drowned because pigs can't swim? Question mark? I don't, I don't know. That's, I'm going to Google that in the background. Continue talking. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like pigs maybe could swim. Anyway, so the man... 
So, yeah, they're, something, they're, some... they're, they're, they're excellent swimmers and they do cross rather large bodies of water for food. Yeah. Sources. I'm like, they're, oh, they're chunky little guys. Like, obviously they can swim. I mean, hippos <laughs> are, they float. well, actually no, hippos don't really swim, but. They just walk across the they bottom. They just kind of walk, yeah. <laughs> but still, like, pig, yeah, most animals can swim, you know, so unless it was extent. like oh, unless it was like off a cliff and they couldn't get out like okay i can see that but maybe this is a steep bank i don't i don't know whatever so somehow magic happens and the man is now suddenly like all put together clean shaven like got his hair done and feeling is like, good as feeling good as hell as they say right right and just it says like restored to his sanity essentially and so then he asks to be one of jesus disciples and Jesus says no. Turns him down. I know. <laughs> like, Jesus, you are such a motherfucker sometimes. <laughs> like, like you're the first person he's viewed in his right mind. God knows and, how long. And he's like, no, sorry. It's like, I need some friends. Jesus is like, yeah. Yeah, maybe Jesus is like, this sanity is temporary. We have to get out now. <laughs> like, <laughs> the demons are going to be back. Them demons. So... Yeah, I'm like I. This feels really mean to me. I don't. I don't know. But this is like how this is how Mark says it happened. Uh, so Jesus basically tells him to go and like be a missionary instead of following Jesus, which is very. Uh, again, it's like you have one. You have one story. Like, what are you going to tell these people? Like, did you even ask? I mean, I guess the demon knew Jesus' name, so maybe the guy knows. Like, did they share a brain? Like, I don't know. Yeah, with all the knowledge. I don't know. Like, well, I think it is. So they're in this region. Yeah, there is a bit of a controversy as to where this is, but the region is what was called the Decapolis or the Ten Towns, and those were Greek towns. So this man was probably, it's highly likely he was not a Jew. And when, well, and they would have known because he was naked. So mm-hmm. I don't know right away whether he was yep. a good Jewish boy or he was, you know, a Greek immigrant. And so I, I'm wondering if it's like, you, you just stay with your people and proclaiming in the Decapolis what Jesus had done. Jesus had a not insignificant tendency to say that to people who weren't Jewish. Yeah. To be like, uh, um, I'm not for you. I'm not, I'm not your flavor. <laughs> I'm like, why are you being a jerk, Jesus? Okay. So yeah, Jesus basically is like, go and tell the Decapolis, like the great things that the Lord has done and how he's had compassion on you. We don't want you here. <laughs> Get the fuck yeah, out. Like, but like, honestly, like he's known in one town. Like he goes to the next town over and he's like, Hey, I was running around naked. And then Jesus saved me. People are like, like, okay, I, cool. Oh, cool. Good for you. It's a cool story, I guess. Yeah. Good, good, good talking to you. Okay. That'd be the extent of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, this, it's very sus that all were amazed because <laughs> I am not. They're like, yeah, I know. If some random guy like comes up to you and is like, I, I used to be like, I mean, any conversation that random guy comes up to you, like <laughs> I used, I used to really struggle with my mental health or I used to be addicted to drugs and like Jesus saved me. And now I'm like trying to tell everybody, I'm like, brother, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to eat dinner here at this restaurant. <laughs> like, why are you talking to me? So again, Jesus, Jesus is advocating for harassing your neighbors that do not ask for it. Yeah. And, and again, in Mark, it's one person he says this to in Matthew, it's two people two people <laughs> counting is hard um but jesus could read so clearly you could count anyway okay are we ready to move on to to version number three okay yeah. here we go so we got we got some luke also gets in on 
on the demon possessed man business. And so, yeah. So I is like, Luke's the only one who says that the man wasn't wearing clothing. So the other two don't explicitly say that. Nakedness is a bit of a theme in Luke. So oh, hmm. he was he was interesting. In, he was into, you know, that that journey from nakedness to clothedness. <laughs> like Luke, apparently you're a doctor, not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah no it's really funny it's, it's like yeah clothing is kind of important probably like i don't know there's lots of weird stuff around clothing and not clothing in the bible but apparently the difference between like a demon possessed man and not demon possessed man or is clothes <laughs> whether you're naked or not do you have do you have clothes to wear yeah and again the regional terms of where this is happening is that they pop up like the the region of the whatever and it's spelled differently in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So yeah, Luke is, you know, being his little, little weird self talking about people being naked. And um, yeah, he kind of, Luke is like apparently like the one that really drives home the like he was naked and even possessed. Now he has clothes on. So yeah. He's Praise a be good to God. Upstanding citizen of the Roman Empire or something. So yeah, and and there's this like kind of like he's this man's like been expelled from from society like which you know if you're if like first of all it sounds like fucking hell constantly crashing from like a drug but it's just how your brain is wired like please just kill me but yeah so obviously like the townspeople didn't really want, didn't want to deal with this shit and like matthew said it's like they're, they're trying to tie him up with matthew or mark one of the two was like they were trying to tie him up and he was like yeah no i'm not about this life just pieces out um so yeah but yeah jesus like does his little exorcism thing and the guy like comes back to his right mind apparently and like goes back into society right like like luke says he's clothed in in his right mind (laughs) jesus just carries extra clothes on him i mean that would make some sense I suppose yeah. it, it is interesting too that like after this, like the townspeople, when they re- see all these pigs that have been killed, they're like afraid and or they're like, please go away. They're not you're literally impressed. you're literally murdering our capital. <laughs> yeah. And and it is funny to like because I was I went on like desiring God and others just like briefly just to like see like (laughs) like what what did these folks say about this or what would I have said about it um first off you know like right off the bat like and this was like goes all the way back to like Augustine Thomas Aquinas like like they make it a case for like animal cruelty is fine like whatever we do with animals is fine because Jesus you know didn't care my fucking god like you know animal care for animals is not a biblical value is what they get out of this because Jesus couldn't do anything morally wrong, you know, and Jesus was objectively cruel to these pigs. Because <laughs> pigs can swim and he actually actively drowned. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's like, oh, the you pigs can swim. would have been fine. Sorry, the demons are going to drown you. Yeah. Enjoy that. And, you know, it's like he destroyed this property and there was one that was like, well, they're probably pigs that were for ceremonial use and they weren't anyone's private property. Like, how do you know that? It's not That's in the text. That's not how pigs That's, work. Yeah. Like it's 30 to 50 feral hogs. It is not 2000. <laughs> we know this. Yes. This is canon. 
Yes. Yeah. It's, it's quite a big herd. So yeah, the weird ways people get around it. And I, I do want to talk about the symbolism of the pigs and things in a bit, but that's just, totally. it's a funny, funny totally. thing. No, Again, um, a lot of, a lot of suspect details <laughs> going around here because, because yeah, these people are the, the people that see it are afraid, but then it reports that like, Oh, this man went out to the towns and everyone was amazed. Like, Hmm. Were they? <laughs> like, like which they one was off? it? And they pissed off and wanted Jesus to leave. Please Bro, leave. why'd you kill our pigs? Yeah. Or, like, if you want to, there is an interesting, because there's a lot of, like, scapegoating stuff going on here, too. Like, this man was exiled from society. This person, you know, I'm sure was made fun of, like, quite a bit. You know, like, Jesus, you killed our, you, you cured our scapegoat. Like, what are we going to blame everything bad on now? Because you, you, you mend this guy up. Like, we don't have a scapegoat any longer. Oh my gosh. I love that. They were like, Jesus only killed the pigs because they had no owner. Yeah. They were just, yeah, they were feral hogs or they but were... that was like something that they really harped on. I remember when I was a kid, at least it was, it was like, well, Jewish people couldn't have pigs. So that means that the person who owned the pigs was a Gentile. Or like I was, I was taught to that they were Jewish pig farmers that oh. like jesus was punishing or something but it's like this is not the jewish area like this is literally a greco-roman <laughs> area like it like an and even like from a narrative perspective jesus is like crossing the waters to enter this area that is that is off limits you know mm -hmm. and like oh my gosh there's a demon possessed person because you know demon possessed people are everywhere in those greek towns apparently there's there's so much propaganda in this like mm -hmm. little passage here no it just yeah it feels very much like political propaganda yes it is because because that is what it is like <laughs> like like the demon's name like badass love it but it's like, like roman that's a roman legion is what that right. is yeah yeah like, that's a, and the pigs like pigs obviously are ceremonial and really unclean but when they you know, when the Greek Hellenizers came in and Tychus Epiphanes, this would have been about 150 years before Jesus sacrificed pigs in the temple. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, so so pigs were like kind of not like extra not cool in this time. And the Roman Legion that was called in, this would have been after the time of Jesus, you know, about the 70 60 70 AD the sacking um, of Jerusalem you the mean? sacking of Jerusalem okay. you know Masada all that the 10th legion of Rome that was called in to do all this their standard was a boar so okay this feels very so with that Yikes. in mind and understanding that Mark was certainly written from an oral tradition that would have sprung up around this time Having your main character, Jesus, go into the Greek Greco-Roman area and be confronted with some very unclean people and confront and command a legion and kill a bunch of feral hogs <laughs> and all the people being afraid of him and then making it very clear that I am of this group and you are not of me is some pretty good propaganda. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's strong. It's a, that's a that's a compelling that's a compelling story if you're yeah, trying to get somebody to think a thing. Yeah, and so it's the whole story is a bit suspect once you know all these like contextual issues or or the context in which this story arose. Yes, it's true. I I don't know. I like I I do like the more I have thought about this particular story, like the the more confused I am. But I mean, I like setting aside for a moment 
because we were taught that this was literal. So setting aside the fact that this didn't happen <laughs> temporarily. Like, you know, there are a lot of stories of Jesus that I'm like, mm, that could have happened. This one, I'm like, yeah. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, it definitely feels like one of those stories that people would have told about Jesus in the, I don't know, intervening decades <laughs> between like his crucifixion and when the gospels were written, right? So... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that, but I, I am really, really fascinated by this idea of like, well, yeah. So was I think it was I think it was Thomas Aquinas who was like, it doesn't matter, like the body is irrelevant, right? As I might have been, I might have gotten that wrong. I'll click back over to the other screen in a second. But like, I'm very fascinated by like Jesus is nobody owned the pigs is bullshit. So Jesus is destroying capital, like Jesus is destroying someone else's property, which. Again, like setting aside, setting aside the propaganda piece, I would just, I would like to, I would like to talk to some evangelicals. Yeah. Also like, okay. So think about this 2000 pigs. Like that is so much food. Like the amount of food that that is, is like, that is, that is like, that is security for like an entire city, essentially. Like that is so much fucking food. And so the fact that like Jesus threw it away to me especially when like the Holy spirit is like talking to Peter in, in, in acts and like, Oh, just eat whatever. It's fine. Yeah. yeah kill and eat, you know? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, so Luke is writing this and then like, you know, Luke part two, which is acts <laughs> is like a uh, kill and eat, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. There are totally. no unclean totally. things, you know, God, you know, God can make anything clean or unclean. So it's, yeah, the messages are quite are mixed. And even like the metaphors too, like, so you have the abyss, which, you know, typically was like the abyss of the waters. And these demons are like, please don't send us to the abyss. But can we enter these pigs and then go off, into the abyss? Cliff into the, the abyss? <laughs> like, we just like, need some vehicles that are going to get us across. Yeah, like That's, and, trying to get away from and, and yeah, like after the pigs died, like what did the demons do? Like, please send us into the pigs because we have to be in a body, I guess. I don't know how this works. And do then they, they, I don't know. Like, don't. obviously not because they killed the pigs. So if you take it as a piece of political propaganda, it makes All tracks. It, yeah, like this tracks. Like, Jesus is your superhero and you need your superhero to punch some Nazis. And there we go. You know, humans have been doing this for thousands of years and we do it now with Captain America, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that makes sense to me when you say like, oh, this is a literal story that actually happened. Jesus crossed over into the Gentile area and was confronted with some weird shit and turned around and just came right on back and left some poor dude there to be his sole disciple, (laughs) his undiscipled disciple. You got nothing. You don't, you don't have the internet. So you're just going to have to tell them what you think I said. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it honestly just falls apart. Like theologically, you know, like even, even it's not even good demonology. I know nothing about demons from this. I mean, yeah, I think that Jesus is being a major jerk in this story. I mean, setting aside the fact that like Jesus is also being destroying capital. I don't necessarily think that that is a bad thing. Destroying food, however, Again, like there's no social safety net here, people. Like you can't, you can't, you can't just go killing food, drowning mm-hmm. your, drowning people's yeah. food. Like that's really fucked up. Yeah, and the people were seized with great fear. So like that almost ins- that says to me, 
like and and we don't know exactly what they were afraid of whether it's this ability to command demons or what or but like what if those weren't their pigs you know what if some you know fat greek lord is like that's his pigs and he's paid people in this town to watch them and now now 2000 of them are dead like yeah like please go away like please get out of here like we are in so much trouble you have really fucked us over get back on your boat get back on that boat and get out of here take this man with you oh you're not going to take him with us so he's our problem now great thanks thanks literally for nothing Uh-huh. You know, like Jesus is not very good at PR, uh, you know, I'll just say. Well, his people have certainly made up for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is a tradition they have continued <laughs> for 2000 years. Um Yeah, cuz I'm looking at the context even and it's like, yeah, Jesus like rose his boat over there, you know, meets this dude and just rows it right on back. Doesn't he just it? needed he just needed to get his steps in. <laughs> he's like rowing today right like like, that's the workout we're across the lake and back cast out some demons and did some pigs leave it's like it's almost like a practical joke like a prank Mm -hmm. like we're gonna over here Mm -hmm. to prank the gentiles and let's get out of here then yeah yeah i don't know it's so weird it's so weird jesus is actually meaner than they think if they just like put a tiny bit of effort into like reading about what he did they could use him to like back up all of their like fashy ideas (laughs) Don't give, don't give them any ideas. Well, I don't think they're going to do it, but no, they're I'm not. Just, I'm just um, saying like they probably could if they want to do. Yeah. Like Jesus destroys the private property of the out group. So we're going to destroy your private property like that, that would track. And yeah, it is. It's really funny. Like even like with John Piper, like, well, the application here is that people are more important than, than animals and animal cruelty is fine. Like <laughs> application oh my god like like the application here you know yeah like this this one man's life was more important than the lives of these 2000 pigs like okay on paper if i'm going to murder 2000 pigs or murder a person i suppose i'll murder 2000 pigs at least you can eat and somebody can eat the pigs at least yeah like yeah but then someone can eat them later but no like i'm gonna literally waste 2000 pigs and people will starve like like dozens maybe hundreds of people will starve because of it like okay mm-hmm. well now the math is looking a little different for me mm-hmm. yeah you know? totally but the bible you know, at least portions of the bible and certainly a lot of the people in america reading it have no sense of social consciousness like that yeah cause and effect yeah. or or mm-hmm. like well if, if god's the one that killed the pigs i guess those people deserve to starve which is just dark and weird no it's messed up it's not it's not cool yeah so it, like it was it was thomas aquinas that basically was arguing that like jesus allowed the demons to kill the pigs in the lake in order to like make a point that he was here to save men's souls not their body or property <laughs> which this this theology undergirds literally all of the transatlantic slave trade is that argument right there yep souls are more important than bodies right and property and property yep like that's that like this shit matters like it has massive impacts yep like you know like our friend kevin garcia says bad theology kills Mm -hmm. and it does it does and and even seemingly not bad theology like i mean it's dumb to say like animals don't matter i think that's yeah that's ridiculous but 
or like and private false. property doesn't matter. That's false too. But like on its face, like, okay, that's weird, but that's not bad. But to see then what people do with it later. Right. Like, like when you are doing theology, if, if you're listening and theology is something that you're interested in. And, and I would say even Tori and I, even though we're not necessarily um, theists in the classic sense of the word, yeah, totally. theology is still important. And what you believe about the world and what you believe these sacred texts say is important, you know? And again, as political propaganda, like this makes sense to me. This arises out of people's desire to be free of this oppressive regime. Yeah. And Jesus is a person that does set these people free. And in this story, this is a like a micro story of a larger story they're trying to tell about mm-hmm. Jesus setting people free from the legions of hell or, you know, or the actual legions of Rome, even as a, you know, so like, to me like that tracks and that's interesting and then you can begin to talk about actual like you can begin to talk about like okay this is a metaphor this is propaganda but let's talk about actual liberation like Mm -hmm. what does legion look like today like to me that's that's good theology that is a good use of this story right um but when you're like even people as late as mark driscoll i was looking at like i wasn't looking at him but he was like he used this story to talk about how like private you know the soul is what matters the most, which is which is real interesting because I guarantee you he's purchased stuff from that holster company and oh is yeah, like he has him, a bit to execute. He has some some, some yeah. He Mark Driscoll told a story. I remember him when I used to listen to his sermons occasionally. Like I might have been the last one I listened to. He talked about some dude coming to his house and knocking on the door and being parked on his stairwell with a gun, waiting on the police to show up. I don't know how that fit into his sermon for the day, <laughs> but I remember him telling that story from the pulpit. Oh, okay. oh, um, and knowing him, it could all have been an absolute lie. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. Yeah. Actually, dollars to donuts, I'll say it was a lie. Probably didn't um, happen. Yeah, probably never happened. But like somebody should go look that up because that would be public record. <laughs> yeah, it, the, poli- the police happen. report if it yeah. did happen. Yeah. So yeah it's it's interesting yeah they'll say that that the soul is more important than the body until someone breaks in their house mm-hmm. and then and then well my body matters a whole lot more than your soul right like, you know yeah see, yeah yeah home, my, my stuff matters yeah. more than your soul yes exactly so again you know I, if you're gonna have these terrible theologies at least apply them consistently and <laughs> right. let people steal your shit like even yeah mm, i love this let people steal your shit this is so good this is how we solve crime is by making it not a crime (laughs) yeah it's just not a crime for people to steal yeah like i don't like the system is rigged right now for rich people to succeed why don't we make it rigged for everyone to succeed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if we're gonna be rigging stuff yeah stuff is rigged we may as well Oh man. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. So if we're gonna if we're gonna cast this. We're casting we're casting the, the little the little piggies. Who are we casting? Jesus? Yeah, we're gonna cast Jesus and the demon possessed guy. Okay. So for me in this one, Jesus is gonna be Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I don't I like know that. why, but I feel like that's just the energy that I get from from this particular Jesus. Yeah, Keanu Reeves or Jared Jared Leto. 
Yep. Yep. That's exactly who I was. That's the other person who was like in the back of my mind at that time. Yeah. Okay. So like a little like demon possessed dude, man, this is hard. Can, can it just, mm, who would this be? Do you have thoughts? Um, off the top of my head, I'm going to say Tom Hardy. Okay. Uh, mostly just cause I'm getting like venom vibes, but you, I mean, you can do but... Uh huh. Who's really good at being like a wild person. Yeah, or like Alexander Skarsgård. Actually, Ooh. any of this, any of this, any of the Skarsgård brothers could. Okay. Like, like Bill Skarsgård. Like he's freaky. His filmography is all manner of terrible creatures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that that might work. But like, we'll do, yeah, we'll, I think we'll do Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Okay, I actually kind of low key want to see Keanu Reeves' Jesus now. <laughs> Not in like a serious retelling of anything. Like I, I don't oh, no. want to actually see a Bible movie. Like no, but I mm-hmm. think that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I could see that. So Keanu Reeves or Jared Leto, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the Scars Guards as the crazy one of, person. One of, one of them, or or Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Shut up! Oh my god. That's I'm with it. Funny. I'm with it. All yeah. Right. We may have to do like a Twitter poll for, for this. Yeah, there we go. We should do that. We should do that. Include picks. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Uh anything else to say about this story? Mm, don't kill people's food. Yeah. <laughs> and if they need food and you have extra, just let them have it. Just let them have it. Yeah. I know it's so groundbreaking theology we're doing here. Yeah, truly. <laughs> so. <laughs> If you would like more groundbreaking theology, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. I got it right that time. You did it. Hooray. Uh, at Go Home Bible. You can also follow each of us individually uh, at Justin D. Gentry or at Tori Glass on the things. You can also uh, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash Go Home Bible. Again, you know, that gets ad-free episodes, some extra stuff here and there and coffee mugs and whatnot. And yeah, it's just a pretty rad place to be. We're coming up on our one year it's wild anniversary, which we is... We should have people tell us what their favorite episodes are. Ooh, that'd be fun. So we're... You can, uh, you can give people our email address, too. Yeah. Uh, so they can email us or or tweet us. GoHomeBible at gmail.com. And yeah, just tell us uh, tell us what you liked and what you've liked over the last year. And, you know, we'll we'll probably... I'll put it in another episode near the front. Yeah. Because we'll, if we'll you're still listening, if you're still listening, good, awesome. I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it in the front of another episode, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll in the next couple episodes, we'll kind of promote that a little bit more, and then yeah, when we like yeah. fifty fifty two, will be our, our year, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's been a fun run. I guess we'll keep it going. It has. I'm into it. I can yeah. do this another year. Yeah, for sure. So, well, thanks, everybody. I hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, bye. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. 
It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.